Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. Whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Shop now at DSW.com or a DSW store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and oh my God, do we have a lot to talk about. I have so many feelings about Greg and Katie. I'm seeing all the sides. I have rounded up the best social media reactions. I have hot takes. I have potentially bad takes, potentially good takes. I don't even know, but there is so much to talk about with this penultimate season 17 episode of The Bachelorette, including Katie's response to how everything is playing out. And I have Us Weekly Senior Social Media Manager Kelly Lasky here to break it all down with me. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. I also should point out, I have read the reviews and people think I speak way too quickly. Apparently, I've gotten speedier um, and I sound like I've had five Red Bulls. Um, to clarify, just one iced coffee. Um, and I try to speak at a slower pace, but I struggle because I just get so excited talking about this show. Um, I want to first start with, I know we're going to get into Greg, but we have to talk about Blake and Justin a little bit. This whole episode kind of kicks off with Katie making it very clear that she's not going to say, I love you until sh- the end of the show. Um, she's definitely said, I'm falling for you to Greg and maybe even Blake before, but she has, she's not saying, I love you before we get into the specifics overall, where do you feel, where do you land on that? Because this is kind of an old school method of the bachelor. Whereas once Ben Higgins said, I love you to both Lauren and Jojo, I feel like we've kind of been unhinged and everyone is saying, I love you when they, they feel it. Um, there everyone, you know, choose your own adventure, but Katie has made it very clear, at least to the ABC cameras, unclear what Greg knew, which again, we'll get into, but overall, do you think it's a good idea for the lead to save the, I love you? Do you think it's not so black and white? Um, thoughts. Well, I think what's kind of weird is that they never had to like address that they couldn't say that I love you or that they weren't going to say, I love you to other people. And it was kind of like, just a known thing. Like you're not going to say, I love you till the end. Just, I don't know if it was like a morals thing, but now all of a sudden, like Katie keeps bringing it up and I don't know if she feels like it's her 
obligation to bring it up or if it makes her feel better as a person to bring it up. But it was never like a spoken thing. So I thought that was kind of weird because I feel like it's almost making things worse by her saying that. Like, I'm not going to say I love you to the end because and then the person who she's saying it to is thinking inside, which I think Greg is like, oh, like she's not even going to whisper it to me. Like she doesn't feel this. Like, I think it's triggering them. It's actually, I think, doing like the opposite effect of what it's what it, what she's trying to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think a whole part of this that we need to get into is Katie's role as the Bachelorette and how seriously she seems to be taking it and how maybe she is in her own head about the quote-unquote rules of the show, what a Bachelorette does, the terminology, and I don't want to get too much into it because it's a huge part of the, the Greg storyline, but I think... When we see leads, you know, I don't think Ben Higgins wanted to say I love you to two people. I think it ultimately hurt his relationship with Lauren Bushnell down the line. I don't think Caitlin Bristow wanted to sleep with both Nick Vile and Sean Booth. We know it hurt her relationship with Sean Booth down the line. But if you don't allow yourself to just live in the moment and say what you're feeling, I think it does affect the show in a negative way. And it potentially could have ruined this relationship with Greg. Other things could have also ruined this relationship with Greg. But even her relationship with the other guys, I think you just kind of have to throw out the rules at one point because I know you're trying to protect yourself and maybe you're trying to protect other people, but in the end, I think it does hurt you and you're in your head too much trying to follow your rules versus just letting it out. So don't plan on saying I love you to everyone, but also maybe don't plan on not. I think that there was a little too much emphasis on her like guidelines she set for herself. That makes sense. Yeah. And also her being so verbal with them, like it just it was it wasn't flowing like I feel like past seasons of The Bachelorette has. Maybe this kind of makes it more real than other ones have been. Um, But her even saying like, oh, I mean, he's going to get the rose like that also was something that was really like affecting them because she kept being like, oh, well, he'll get the rose. Like what? Who cares about the rose? And I think that that's kind of like the quote that Greg did bring up, which was like, you know, it's a rose. It's a symbol for the show, but it really means nothing in the big picture, like beyond the show. And I think that's what was frustrating him. Um, and I think she just, again, it's a, it's a tale as old as time, as you would say, these people are getting to the end and they're having connections with more than one person and they freak out and they malfunction. And I really think she was like malfunctioning. I think both her, both her and Greg were malfunctioning in the moment, but it's really weird to see it so raw on TV. Like, I feel like that was one of the most raw bachelorette moments. I know we'll get to that, but um, yeah, it was just, I, it really was bothering me how many times she was like saying that she was going to wait till the end to say, I love you. Cause she, it's more sacred to her. I mean, you can be in love with two people at once. That's a hundred percent true, but it was just a trigger for everyone, I think. Yeah, I think it's a lovely notion. I think that's just been thrown out the window because also the guys on the show, I mean, Blake is coming from a season where he low-key said, I love you or I'm falling in love with both of his bachelorettes. Um, and the more recent seasons of the show, it's just been a term that's been thrown around more. So I think that the guys also maybe were expecting more. Um, but we'll get into to Greg a little bit deeper. Cause I have, I have like a thousand thoughts and I want to talk about Blake first. Um, you know, he's from Canada. Everyone was joking on Twitter that they just reused Serena P's um, props from her Matt James Canada date, which is probably true. We had Katie doing the classic run and jump with all three guys. Safe to say she's not the strongest run and jumper we've seen on this show felt like we were watching a lot of double takes like maybe they did it once and it didn't work so they tried to do it again and they just had to take the best uh 
best take because the run and jumps with with all of them, including Blake, were kind of tough. Um, but we saw, you know, drinking maple syrup. Blake, you know, talking about sex. It's what he does. He makes innuendos. Um, they played darts. They had hockey. Um, but the most important part of this group date was, besides his sisters, we'll get to, was Greg overseeing the group date. This begs the question of, did Greg happen upon Katie and Blake's group date? Um, were the producers telling him to go out there? Blake Hortzman on his Instagram story said that when he was on Becca Kufrin's season, the producers did le- lead him and Jason outside to see Becca and Garrett at one point. They were like having a conversation that they were filming for the show and they were like, let's move this one outside and continue the conversation there. Then of course, like Blake and um, or Becca and Garrett like landed on a plane, like looking right in their view. Um, on the other hand, Nick Vile said on his show that he accused producers of trying to make it look like he was spying on Caitlin and Sean, I think it was, but they were like, no, like you're so far away. You just like this, we're just on a golf course. Like there's nothing we can do. So in this scenario, do you think Greg did happen to just see them? Cause they're on a small resort or was it like a producer prodded moment? Well, we never got to see a wide shot of like actually him and them in the same frame. And he kind of always has that look on his face and based on his um, date with his family and how he reacted after the um, after the talking with his family and his family meeting Katie, he always has that look in his face. I honestly feel like he was just having like a rough moment. Maybe he actually did see that, but like with the editing, you never really know. Like I really couldn't tell. I mean, if he did see it, that stinks. Like it kind of did make it seem like there was like a little hill and a fence and a road right there. Um, but yeah, that's just. I don't know. It's getting to that point where like, I realized I would never be able to be on this show. Cause you get so in your head and that's what's happening to Greg. Blake kind of seems like unaffected by all of this, which is interesting. It he is interesting. Like, very confident in his relationship with her. He also doesn't seem like concerned with the fact that she has like two other home hometowns in quotes, two other hometowns. Um, but yeah, like I just thought that that moment was, it kind of was foreshadowing how the end of the episode was going to go. I went into the episode blindly. And then after I saw that, I was like, Oh, maybe this isn't going to go well for him. Cause like, yeah. I think two things to that point. One, I think he definitely did see them. I don't know if he saw them though, in that moment where they showed us of him, like overlooking, it almost seemed like maybe he saw them on his own because the, the confessional about it, when he was talking about being sick to his stomach and how he saw them out of the blue felt real to me. But the like, glancing outside like b-roll of him allegedly seeing him in that moment didn't seem real so i almost think they had to like recreate the moment to ensure that um it was like a part of the story because it did affect him however going into the date he seemed to be on on an okay spot so either it didn't happen and it was like part of a thing or he just like got over it or like the producers got him out of his head about it which is like their job but then maybe that was part of what came back to haunt him later when he had the meltdown, like, so he got over it because he had to, but then when she had that reaction to the confession of love, it like, was it just another thing for him to kind of like land on, but he didn't bring it back up again, which I think would have been interesting to hear him confront, not confront, but talk to Katie about it because maybe, or maybe he did and they just cut that out. But then if he did, why wouldn't they include it since they included the other part back to Blake though? I think it's interesting you bring up that he's kind of handling it well. I think a huge part of that is because he's been on the show before and he's been able, so he's able to compartmentalize, which 
I don't think you're right or wrong because this show is insane. And I think it brings out wild things in people and not everyone handles everything perfectly, but being able to compartmentalize is definitely a bonus. It's going to help you potentially win and it's going to help you whether you win or not emotionally get through what this show can do to you, which maybe he can only do because he's done it before. Or maybe he really is just confident in his relationship with Katie because he didn't see her and Greg in the rain. Right. Even when they're having conversations like on the couch, like Greg is very somber, but they're also very open with each other. Like, I think that's just the bond that you form with the guys and the girls, like when you're on the show, cause you're going through a lot together, but it's also a weird thing that you're both sitting there complaining about, like, I'm not feeling too great about this. Like you're talking to the other person you're competing with. That's something where I've always been like, that's kind of interesting that they're being so transparent with each other about it. But even so Blake's demeanor, it's like they're polar opposites. Blake's very calm, relaxed about it. Maybe like you said, he's just like, he's been through, he's a confident person. Maybe like him and Katie have shared moments that she's kind of been like, not saying like, Oh, Greg, you're going to get a rose. Don't worry. Maybe she's given him a signal. Like, yeah, I'm picking you. You know, like you mean, yeah, to Blake, like maybe she's given him something like the Sean and Caitlin when they I think they like had a night together or they spent time together when that photo was released of them in the bed. She basically told him in that moment, just stick it out like you're that was after the show. Was it? Yeah, that was after. the show. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. That was on like a happy Um, couple, I think. But I think that they did share some sort of moments in the show being like, you're like, this is you, you'll be, you're the one just like make it through. There's placeholders left here. I mean, I think it's safe to say Justin's a placeholder at this point. Like, I don't know a better word to say this. He's just so far beyond um, where the other two are at. But yeah, I don't know. I think the, the Blake of it all, like he's handling this better. I think than anyone has in a while getting to this point Whereas like not knowing where Katie stands in the relationship and whatnot, he's kind of just like handling it like a champ. And I don't love him, but I do respect the way that he's handling it. I think so too. I also think what Blake and Katie do have that I think is, un- it's kind of funny because they said that on the episode, she said that her and Justin had undeniable chemistry, which is like laughable for a viewer. Um, Again, we don't see everything, but like that felt ridiculous to me. Whereas Blake and Katie, undeniable chemistry from the moment we saw them together. So I think in Blake's head also, his confidence comes from their physical connection is so intense. I don't think he really could imagine her having that with anyone else. Whereas with Greg, it kind of did feel more emotional speaking about the loss of their fathers and stuff. Um, But before we wrap up Blake... I mean, the first of all, the pink shrug during the night portion of the date was like straight out of a limited two catalog. That one, yeah. that one hurt. I mean, Katie's fashion has been tough, but that that pink shrug sent me right back to the early two thousands in a place I didn't want to be. She was just missing that sequin bag that everybody had. That would be the same oh my God, color, you know, in, in gauchos too. In gauchos, because that that shaw that shrug was meant to be with those brown, ugly gauchos that everybody had. I literally had those. I had like, do you remember that sort of rave girl? I had gauchos that were brown a brown tank top and then a brown like sequin like shawl thing that would be worn with it yeah Ugh. that yeah, was that was, vibe it was giving me those vibes too which is also funny because she tweeted something about how she wore her like sunday best or like joking and then blake's mom which they didn't show on the show like gave her a canadian dildo and she was like <laughs> I, I got all like i look so conservative which is kind of whatever um and then she was gifted a, a dildo by blake's mom so I, there is something to be said for the Moines family and the Thurston family seemingly being a good match. Um, and Blake's sister, obviously, 
MVP of the hometown dates being the I one to her. to call him out for one being in love with Claire, then Tasha, why is this the one? And Blake, by the way, showing a lot of, you know, being able to laugh at himself and taking it head on. I mean, if my brother d- did that to me, I'd be like, excuse me, we're not talking about my bachelor past while I'm like pursuing this girl. You know what I mean? Like she kind of called him out in an iconic way and he also handled it really well. Like he just kind of laughed and shrugged it off and that's all he could have done. If he got mad, it's like, you can't yell at your sister. That would have been a bad look. Well, yeah. And I think that a lot of times when these families are coming on the show, like you want to look your best and you want to act your best because you're about to go in front of like millions of people. She was so real. And it was like a conversation I would literally have with a friend. And I think that's what I liked about it. I mean, once she brought that up, though, like I kind of forgot about Blake's past. It's literally been like less than a year that he's been in the franchise. And the second she brought that up, I was like, oh, he's one of those people that falls hard. So then part of me was like, how much are is him and Katie's connection like end game or is it physical? Cause even with like that um, game that they were playing the, the bullseye one or whatever, or the darts game, the fact that one of the questions was like, pick your favorite body part. Like, and then of course he like squeezed their butt. And I was like, all right, like chill, like you'll get to the fantasy suite eventually. Um, but I think that her realness was like very well, it, it resonated really well like around America because people like to see that because normally it's like, we're happy for you or it's the polar opposite. And it's like, uh, are you sure you're doing the making the right decision? But she was the perfect amount of like, this is really nice that you're falling in love with her. But just so you know, people are going to be skeptical because you've already done this with two other people in the past year. Who you barely knew. Let's also say that he barely knew them. I mean, with Claire, she was literally like, before you met her, you were like, this is the one. Like, I loved her so much. And like, we need that on the show. And again, Blake's response was was good. There's nothing he can say. He can't deny it. I mean, we have the the footage of him being in love both on the show. And when I spoke to him on the show less than a year ago, he was very candid about the fact that he fell for both of them. Kind of even implying like if Tasha showed up in the beginning, it could have been him. Like he clearly falls hard. Um, will there, if Katie and Blake end up together, will their relationship work in real life? No idea. That is totally up for, to, for debate. And we will potentially see, we don't know. Um, he did it. He chickened out on the saying, I love you before she left. It's always, um, interesting to see how they say goodbye. Hometown dates can end kind of awkward and abrupt. Um, she didn't, he didn't say it, but it didn't seem to totally, affect Katie because she wasn't saying it either. So it's not like she can go into these hometown dates expecting confessions of total, like I love you's versus falling in love with you's if she's not going to say it. So she seemed unfazed by the fact that Blake didn't say it in my opinion. Um, and then moved on to Justin, which speaking of families, Justin's parents <laughs> ditched out. I've asked my parents before if I was on the show, would they come? And they said no. Um, so I get it. I think your parents would want to go. I mean, they listen to the show. So if they've changed their mind, let me know. But um, last time I asked during whoever didn't show up last season, somebody's parents didn't come or something happened there. Maybe like with Ben Smith, there was like a debate on if his parents were going to come or something. I'm pretty sure they said no, but or they would just be those parents who were like, there's all these people left, like wouldn't give permission. It would make things harder. Honestly, Justin's parents. So I get it. However, and maybe it's just because it was over the phone. His mom seemed pretty cold. Like that was kind of tough. Um, and Justin's face was pretty sad, honestly. Like that was that was a tough moment. Obviously, like his connection with Katie, like if he if she picked him, it would be like the biggest plot twist curveball in the show's history because we haven't really seen their relationship. The most emotion we've seen out of Justin was when he talked about like blue cheese on their date. But what were your thoughts on his his mom and that that awkward phone call? 
I think the problem with this franchise is that it has gone on for so long now. If this was like 2003 and my parents would probably go on being like, oh my God, this is like such a great um, show. And like, it has such a good motive. And that's like, my daughter will come out of this maybe with like her significant other. And as the years have gone on, it's just gotten more and more controversial. And, you know, people get to the end and then by the after the final rose they're not even together anymore i know for a fact my parents would be really skeptical if i went on i don't know if they wouldn't show up um to the actual um you know hometown thing but it was kind of interesting i did see a meme that was like well it was kind of nice that we didn't have like a barb at this um at this hometown but his mom was kind of giving off like I don't know because Barb was also very friendly, but she also wasn't afraid to like if she didn't like you, she was going to say that. I just think it's a skeptical mom who didn't want to travel across the country in COVID. Yeah, got it. We'll, we'll throw COVID, give her a little pass. On I'll, that. Give her, I'll give her the COVID pass. It is a lot. I'm sure they'd have to quarantine for two weeks. People have lives. Um, but I also did see another funny meme about Justin, like that iconic face that he made at that rose ceremony. It was like when Justin realizes that he's like in the final three. Like, does yeah. he even realize that, like, this is the point where, like, you might have to go talk with Neil Lane and get a ring? Like, I just feel like you get so lost in these situations. He also probably has no idea how strong the other connections are. It's just funny watching from the outside. But long story short about the mother, like, I feel for her. If you're a watcher of the show for years now, you know that it's like a 50-50 shot if it's actually going to work out. Yeah, I mean, if you've watched the show, you should be skeptical. If you don't watch the show and have only heard about it, you should probably be skeptical. It's definitely a lot to ask of the families. Um, and, you know, it's interesting with Justin because there you could say there's a disadvantage because his parents didn't come. That's totally true. I mean, you think back old school, Melissa Rycroft, her family didn't show up. It was just her friends. She won Jason's season, even though it was, you know, a temporary relationship. Um, so if the connection with Katie and Justin was there, this probably wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but it's just another reason for him to have gone home if the Greg thing didn't happen. Like it could have been her like excuse, um, quite honestly. We did meet his best friends, Herb and Tommy. Um, that was cute. You know, them talking about how he was like super affectionate with her and he's not usually like that with girls. I think Justin's a good guy. I think it's just not there between him and Katie. Um, again, we don't see everything. That's a huge thing. It's, a, it's like a asterisk for this show, this podcast, any podcast, any recap, this show in general. Like We don't see everything, but at the same time, if there was something to be seen, we'd probably see a little more. You know what I mean? A little more. Yeah, and I thought it was really wholesome that the friends came. Like that, Those are two good friends right there because guys our age, like, do they really want to go and be on this show and like be sipping and having drinks? Like, I feel like it's kind of cheesy or if you're like a guy with a big ego, you're not going to want to do it. But I thought it was really wholesome that they like went all the way out there just to, I'm not sure exactly where he's from, but they went there to support him and saw good things happening with him. They couldn't have been nicer um but yeah it was definitely a different spin from like a hometown because obviously like the hometowns are literally taking place on the resort so it's not really what it is um i just really wish i could be a fly on the wall for the whole process because it's just already so weird as it is like in normal life and then covid now it's just like this is this is the way these people are finding love i don't know it's it's pretty crazy yeah, um, we did hear Justin say, I'm falling in love with you, which is still not I love you. Again, totally fine because I don't see it between them. But this whole I love you debate, Justin technically was just playing catch up because I'm pretty sure everybody said some version of the, I'm falling for you, even though Blake also made a point, you know, say he hasn't said it yet. He I think he said falling, 
um, which is a whole other debate. But Justin said the I'm falling in love with you. Still not. I love you. She was very much like, thank you for that. Like, I know she can't say it back again, but it was kind of like in like a sitcom when the someone says I love you and they say thank you back or like on the OC with like Ryan and Marissa like it was very much like right. thank you vibes and she's like proud of you buddy like it, it's just a friend zone situation with Justin but I I kind of hope we see him down the line like I don't hate him I think he's been an entertaining part of the show yeah I wouldn't be shocked if like we see his photo released for Bachelor in Paradise like I just feel like he is a perfect guy for Paradise he gives off that vibe where a lot of the people in Paradise like they weren't there's either really popular people or there's some people that kind of like, you know, like slip through the cracks a little bit, but are willing to be on the show. And ABC like wants to give them another shot. Like, I feel like he's one of those people. Um, but it's kind of the, I love you or falling in love with you versus I love you. I kind of like, I don't love Blake as I've already said, but I respect the fact that in that moment, he literally could have said it and his fate could have been determined by him saying or not saying it and he didn't feel like it was the right moment so he didn't like he didn't fake it and i feel like there's a lot of forced emotion on this show just to get to the next point just to get the rose and blake you know actually in that moment it was a moment of realness was like this isn't it i'm not gonna say it even if it means like i'm not gonna it's gonna risk something he wants it to be more special which i respect Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. From finding excuses to hug all your friends, to checking that big hike off your bucket list, to embracing the return of wedding season, life is calling. And whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. We'll provide the shoes and you'll make them awesome. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, must have boots, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Birkenstock, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Head to DSW.com or DSW store near you to find your new favorite shoes. It's time to talk about Greg again. So much to talk about here. He did start off by saying he had a tough moment yesterday, still questioning seeing Blake's hometown, which kind of implies that maybe they aired these out of order. We know this. They do that all the time. Um, I still think Greg was last um, based on her also saying the longest walk of her life to come see him. She hadn't seen him in so long. Um, And if he was the quote unquote front runner, I think it would make sense to save him um, just in the history of the show. He's from New Jersey. Shout out, um, you know, Edison, New Jersey, where he's from. It's not exactly a beach town, um, but clearly he frequents the Jersey Shore. I heard he was there this past weekend. I've been so back and forth on Greg this whole time. I loved him in the beginning. This whole actor thing came out. I did sort of feel the vibe that he didn't want to be there. And I never knew if it was in my head because of what people were saying online about him. And I was trying, you know, I was going into this whole he's an actor thing. Or if they just kept showing, he does have that resting sad face. Um, But Katie always seemed so into him, but also concerned about him. And that comes up again later. But, you know, you can't deny these like sentimental sweet moments between them when he's playing basketball for the first time since his father died. I looked it up. His dad died in 2018, you know, and going fast forwarding to like his family, his brother saying that he's never spoken to Greg about his dad dying and how candid he's been with Katie about it. Like these are vulnerable moments that I believe were genuine from Greg and, and Katie. Like, I think that the love that they had or have, there were definitely moments it was real and the bond was for sure about their dads. I think above anything else. I think that was the strongest thing they've ever had. Not this making out in the rain. Cause yes, it rains in New Jersey, Katie. Um, yeah, and you never know too, like 
the dad thing, like if they didn't have that very personal, like camping or fishing date that they had at the beginning of the show. And she had mentioned like this, or I'm doing all the things that my dad liked to do. Who knows if he hasn't even really talked to his brother about it. He could have gone through this entire show without the dad thing coming up. I think it came out because he found someone that has been through the same thing. It might be one of those. He might be one of those people who's very guarded. Like they don't want to talk about it because it just brings up those feelings. Um, so I think that was probably really crazy for the family to see that he was talking about that. Um, I always liked him from the start. I thought that it was hearing like the actor thing and the people have get gotten DMS from him before and that stuff that was kind of like clouding how I really felt about him. Cause if I watched the show without any internet, he probably would have been my favorite the whole time. But then you hear about that stuff. We're from this area. So you hear people talking about things. Um, it's kind of funny because like you and I both frequent the Jersey shore. Like, I wonder if we've been to the same bars as him and probably. like, he's, he's very relatable because those are the kind of, I have guy friends that are very much like him. It's very similar. He's like a very big East coaster, but I think that it's one of those things where, you know, his true side had to come out because of her. Yeah. And I think, so going into both of these conversations, cause we'll start with the first one they had that went wrong. And then the second one takes a whole other turn. There was love there for sure. And I think there was validation there from the beginning because he got the first impression rose. Then he got the first date. Like you can't deny that Katie was kind of giving him, you know, the signs like you are clearly a favorite. Definitely gets tough when you get the first date because then you have to wait a while. But he got a second one on one. She definitely was giving him the classic bachelorette bachelor signs of you. I'm keeping you around. You're my you're my front runner. And Greg, by the way, more confident than we've seen him. Because again, in some of those group date scenarios, which I guess you can't fault them because it's a complicated dynamic to try to be in a group date. He seemed miserable, in my opinion. He seemed skeptical about the show, but tried to stick it out. And he seemed like he was not doing well necessarily mentally throughout the whole process. But going into this hometown date, he told his family he's super confident. It's going to be me and her. They already talked about logistics. They talked about moving to New York. And then Katie, in turn, tells his mom he's the front runner. That was the word she said. I don't want to say that, but I use, she used the word front runner. And then she said, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Greg will be here next week. Um, you know, sort of implying that if not totally the winner, you know, as close as she could to imply that Greg was going to win the show, in my opinion, was what happened during her conversation with his family. Now, in turn, you have Greg pouring his heart out, talking about his dad again. And, you know, repeating that she fills this light in him and this hole in his heart, something his family also said. They haven't seen him like this. And there's that awkward moment when Katie just kind of looks at him with a smile on her face and says, quote, and he says, what what are you thinking? And she says, quote, I love looking at you. And I watched this whole episode twice, as I do, because I have no life. And the first time I watched it, I hung on to that moment very strongly and I understood the spiral a little bit more. Now we'll get into the second conversation. But initial first thoughts when you see the I love looking at you comment. So that's the thing. I think that when Katie was talking to his family, I think when you have this family that's like, you know, just been through a loss, but they're also like very, very close. I think that you feel like you have to just like tell them like, this is real. Like, this is how it is. And I think that what was like something for her, her words didn't match up with her ultimate conversation with Greg using the word front runner, even though Blake is in the picture. Cause I think that Blake and Greg are pretty neck and neck using the word front runner. And then also saying that he's getting a rose. But then when Greg actually is sitting there, he needed some sort of sign or something that like 
he was, you know, it's going to be you. I can't say it, but it's going to be you. And the fact that she didn't, I think she was coming to terms with the fact that like, wait, this guy actually might not be for me. I don't really know how to, what to do about it, but oh, there's so many sides of it. Like, I don't even know where to, what side to do. Because also like Greg was like coming on to her being like, give me an answer. Give me an answer. Like, like pounding her basically like i don't know another right way word to use like hounding her for an answer and she like was pretty vocal about the fact that she couldn't give him an answer so it was just like one of the most like messed up situations in bachelor nation history i thought because it was very real but also both sides of it was just like they both like i don't know i don't think they knew how to handle the situation yeah i mean in that first conversation it ends awkwardly you know I don't think Katie necessarily understood in that moment what Greg was asking for, which I guess might sound crazy, but she isn't stupid. Like I, and I, but I think maybe she was just like caught up in it and didn't realize that he was going to like flip a switch based on her reaction to that moment. That being said, he did, you know, pour his heart out. That was like a lot that he said to her. And if someone said that to me after I just like poured my heart out, I'd be pretty pissed too. I mean, flip the switch if, if a if a male bachelor said that to the contestant after she was crying about how much she loved him wouldn't end well um we would be ripping him apart however then we see this com- they they leave the conversation and she keeps saying let's go outside let's go outside it, it almost seems like she wanted to like get off camera and end the scene and talk to him which we know she can't necessarily actually do but you see you know she keeps saying words like i promise when he's She's trying to explain, I. it's so hard for me to be committed to you, but also meeting other people's families. And she's kind of trying to still, I think, give him those that after she realized she messed up in the, in the, in the moment, she kind of tried to, to save it and be like, I promise, like, trust me, you know, this whole thing. But then I, I'm, I'm wondering here even, did she know it was Greg? Because she is kind of giving signs and some affirmation, but at the same time, she's not totally letting herself go there. Is she trying not to break character? Because that's a huge part of it. Like in this whole conversation, even in the second conversation, which we can start jumping around, Katie used a lot of terms like the rose, the front runner, and my number one, which Greg, you know, did not take very well. Was she not trying to break character because she thought she'd get in trouble with ABC? Did she not realize she was doing it? Has she kind of maybe become like a, a robotic or a version of herself because she's so hyper-focused on being the bachelorette? That's possible. She's so caught up in this world. She doesn't realize that using terms like the rose is going to, you know, not give him the affirmation she needs or, or is she keeping her options open because she does still have a really big connection with Blake and she wasn't ready to say, Greg, let's leave. Let's go. Because history has shown us that, you know, if you really want to, if you want to pull a Colton and quit the show early, you can, if she wanted to be with Greg, she could have said, all right, let's go. Is it right for him to put her in that position? Probably not, because he knows what he signed up for to some degree, too. What were your thoughts on her, his second conversation with her saying, you know, he felt like he was talking to a stranger? Because I thought that was a pretty harsh line. Yeah, that like the contestants have to realize the position that the bachelor or the bachelorette are in. You have to realize you are dating someone that is also dating 24, 25 other people. You have to know that something between this. So he was obviously very emotional during the first conversation, but then the second conversation almost turned to anger. The first one was sadness. The second one turned to anger. And then he's just kind of like almost be saying, expecting her to leave the show for him, I think, or needed some kind of 
very drastic sign being like, it's you and you're the one we need to get through another night. Obviously she's not going to say that because I really deep down don't think she really feels that way about him. I think that she, you know, her heart was somewhere else. This is where the, it always, the problems always happen when your heart is split between two people. Um, so you yeah, think I, it was more that she was trying, because this is definitely one argument to be made. Do you think that it was more her, she has feelings for Greg, but she also has feelings for Blake and she wasn't ready to commit. And she was trying to say as many things as she could to give him affirmation without like literally giving it to him. Cause in her head, she was still having a little internal debate. Right. And then you also, if you, I mean, there, it's hard to think about everything that's going on, but you also have to keep in the back of your mind. Okay. If I'm saying like all these things to this one person, but I'm going to pick someone else, you have to watch it back with the other person. So I'm sure she's thinking of if she was really like, we we're kind of saying like very concerned about being the bachelorette, being the best bachelorette, she would be thinking forward about like, if she were to pick Blake, then him watching this back, would this affect the relationship as we've seen it happen with other contestants in the past? But one thing I thought was really telling was both times she did not chase after Greg. So the first time he stormed out, she said second time she did. Yeah, but there was still hesitation. Like the first time when he walked out, she sat there for a little bit, composed herself and then left. I really didn't think she was going to go. So then she ended up ultimately following him. Also, no one was helping direct her out of there. You'd think that the people would be like, oh, he just went that way. Like, no one was doing that. She was basically going through a maze to get out to him. I wonder how long that conversation was also, though. We only saw, we saw what felt like already a long time, but like, they felt like they were going in circles and we only saw probably, what, like 10 minutes at the most of them in that room for the second time, like in her hotel room. It probably was like an hour of them. They were really getting nowhere. And both conversations that they had, or it's actually even more than two conversations because if the outdoor conversation where he was sitting on the bench like that was another thing i was like all right greg if you're really gonna storm out of here don't sit on a bench right outside the exit door like a baby and like waiting for it to come out like he literally plopped down on a bench that was like the closest bench to the door so he obviously wanted her to chase after him and to talk to him again but if he really was like done he would have stormed off went to his hotel room and packed up his stuff So there was just so many emotions going on that it's actually even hard to just like have a conversation with you about because there's so many factors. And sometimes I was like, oh, I kind of feel bad for Greg. Like, Katie, give him some kind of signal or sign that's other than the rose that you're getting a rose. But then I'm like, all right, he is really acting like she doesn't have two other people here. He's acting like it's all about him. So I really, truly saw both sides of it. Um, Obviously, after seeing some memes and stuff online, not even memes, but even tweets just about Greg as a person and the way he handled that, it was a little much. Yeah, I think one, I mean, who knows if producers like made him sit on that bench, but I agree it came off very much like chase after me. Like I, you know, whatever, after he wasn't super nice to her Um, because I think there is two sides of it. I mean, I think, you know, you're on the show you want to say F the rules. You really do feel love. You want to feel like you're the exception. So I get Greg, you know, because the argument can always be made on any season. I'm going to propose next week. I should be able to know that I'm the one totally, but you're on the bachelor. You're on the bachelorette. You have to know, trust in your instincts, put yourself out there and know that the chance that you might, you know, have to propose twice in your life. If you agree to go on this show, sorry, like that kind of, I know it's not fair. And I know these are real feelings. And I know that might sound harsh, and I'm not saying his feelings aren't valid that he wants to propose once and he wants to be sure. But at the same time, there is an element of you signed up for this. There has to be. And you have to think about that. Did Katie give him all the validation she could? That's a debate. 
That's totally a debate. Could she have said more? Did she come off a little robotic and cold and kind of weird at the beginning? Um, yeah. Was that you, you know, you, I really like looking at you really weird. Uh, yeah. But Blake, I mean, Greg flipped a switch that was uncomfortable for me personally watching it. And I've, the person who I thought I was going to get engaged with started like talking to me that way. Cause I understand it being upset and there's no debate of whether it was gaslighting because Katie posted about it. And I'll get to that in a second. Cause I'm going to do some social media reactions. Cause people are very split about this. I think you and I both see both sides, but when he's making these comments, like she put up a wall, maybe you could debate that since she didn't totally give like a super lovey response back. And she kind of gave a superficial answer. But when he kept saying like, I just want Katie, I want Katie, you're not being Katie. Like, don't tell Katie she's not being Katie. Like that kind of didn't sit well with me. And when she started like shaking and crying, if he really loved her as much as he quote unquote said he did, I don't think he would have continued to press as hard. He could still have left. I mean, that's a whole other debate whether you leave or not, because again, if you love her that much, you maybe would stick it out. But the way like Andrew S, for example, like their goodbye or even Michael, like they were clearly heartbroken and didn't necessarily want what happened had to happen, but they didn't turn like mean. Like I didn't like that he all of a sudden was getting like not even aggressive necessarily, but just like a, I got I thought a little bit of gas lady. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think he did anything to help himself. Like it was almost like he knew that there was like, or was acting like there couldn't have been another conversation after this. If I'm in Katie's position and someone's talking to me like this, like his face was like, he was disheveled. He was so upset. He was crying. He was angry. If this is happening, maybe a couple weeks into your relationship, what is going to happen when the real hard, really hard life stuff comes at you? Like, how are you going to handle that? It's just a really bad sign. Agreed. Honestly, this if this episode taught us anything, it's that these two cannot communicate and they would probably implode in the real world very quickly. Because also, you know, you go back to it. Was it just that moment? Was this is, is, is he using that weird, awkward moment she had as an excuse to get out? Did he want to get out? Is that did it really hurt him that deeply? Is he spiraling and putting too much emphasis on it? Was it an overreaction? And then he, you know, built it up in his head and he couldn't go back. My biggest thing is when she really started to show all those emotions and was so confused and was asking for clarification, he wouldn't even like entertain it. Again, maybe they cut some of it out. This was I did some Instagram polls last night. Um, the question, Greg, is he overreacting or totally justified? We had 64% overreacting, 36 justified. Was Katie genuinely confused or just not ready to commit? 58% genuinely confused. Does Greg really love Katie? 61% clearly not. 39% yes. And then if you voted yes for that, was he right to leave? 36% yes, because he was heartbroken. 64 no, stick it out. So there's not like clear answers here. I think some people really do think that Greg was totally justified in this, you know, he poured his heart out and she didn't give him anything back reaction. And other people were like, and saying, you know, Katie, you can break the rules. You can say, I love you. Just say it back. Just say it back if you really feel it. And other people are like, whoa, boy, calm down. Like this moment did not need to be taken to this level. And you're just spiraling and you need to like have some foresight here and show her a little bit of, you know, leniency because she's not always going to say the right thing. And like you said before, imagine if they were fighting about something outside of a television show. Like they clearly would not work. Um, and the last one was, is Greg a gaslighter? 65% yes, 35% not at all, which brings me to Katie's post. Did you see this? Yeah. And like also back to kind of the, the Greg, if Greg just got his like emotions together and like uh, clearly there was some anxiety in there, like if he just had that together, 
there could have been like what the fantasy suite could have determined like who she would have picked like that the alone time it'd be like if he had just kept it together like he just had a great date with his family his family loved her she loved his family if he just kept his like those emotions beside and was like trusted in what they had that could have been a de- the fantasy suites could have been a determining factor she could have gone in with blake and been like blake and greg whatever and you know what? I actually, Greg's the one. I just needed this extra little bit of time to figure that out. I really, truly think he screwed himself over in this. Like, I don't think there's really any coming back from it. Or, by the way, even if you want to say, because I don't know what it's like to be on the show, if you want to argue that Greg's feelings were valid, that her reaction in that moment really was a trigger for him, and he was talking about his dad, and he felt like the whole show was fake because of how she reacted to that, he could have done a much better job explaining it. I think that it's, you can't deny that whether you want to say she was talking in show terms. And like I said, she didn't come off super warm, at least in the beginning when she was, you know, kind of saying some of the stuff, she still was trying to give him the validation in the terms that she knows she is kind of allowed to. Could she have gone further? Could she have broken those rules? If she wanted to, probably sure. Again, was she still thinking in her mind she wasn't ready to make the choice? Probably. But I really do think, I mean, he shut off immediately when she was like, well, what's wrong? And he wouldn't say it. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Like, that's a bad sign. This communication disaster zone. Um, and at exactly. first she, she logged off Twitter when it was airing on the West Coast, on the East Coast. Then on the West Coast, she came back and did a few tweets. And then she put on her Instagram story um, a quote that said, so you want to talk about gaslighting. And then you click on the slide, the slides. And it's a definition of gaslighting that says it's a form of emotional abuse or psychological manipulation involving distorting the truth in order to confuse or instill doubt in another person to the point where they question their own insanity or reality. Um, it also wrote lying, discrediting, deflecting blame, minimizing, shifting blame, and denying wrongdoing as signs of gaslighting. So this, if anything, pretty much proves that any theory that Greg does come back is not true and implies that this after the final rose is going to be insane. Yeah. Like I was thinking about that. Like, that's just going to be like, I'm going to pop the popcorn and I'm going to get ready to go for that one. Cause I feel like the past couple after the final rose is like, obviously they're really, they're, you know, really dramatic, but this is a whole different thing. This, the conversation of emotional abuse. Like I saw that those words being thrown around on social media yesterday after I'll be honest, I had a conversation with Sarah after I watched it being like, poor Greg. And then the more you think about it and the more the episode went on, I was like, Oh my God, like he's not giving her room to breathe. He's also completely forgetting her role in this whole thing. Like that's interrupting her down to interrupting her. I think if he just handled it differently, he would have had more sympathy. He had my sympathy at the start of the conversation. I felt bad for him. He was just looking for one extra sign, but then he was just like hammering these thoughts into her and really bombarding her like verbally. Yeah, Um, I agree. I I totally. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like when I was first watching it, I was like felt bad for him. And then as it unraveled and I'm sure that other people are feeling the same way, he just wouldn't back down and he was just becoming an absolute mess. Like he was just unraveling on screen. And I think a lot of people probably can relate to what they saw. And it's just the fact that she's also bringing up the term gaslighting, which is, I feel like being thrown around more often than it ever has before. People are talking about things like this. People can relate to more of it. She has been a relatable bachelorette, like you said, a little robotic at times, but very honest, you know, she's going to, her social media has been very honest too. She hasn't been afraid to say certain things during the episodes, you know, liking things. There was a, a meme she liked about him like weeks ago, 
About um, being an actor. About being an actor. So we kind of should have, I mean, we saw that there, but it's just interesting to look back now. He is really, his image is being a little tainted after last night's episode. Yeah. And again, I think Greg's feelings were valid. If you want to propose to someone and know that it's real and you want more of a sign, I get it. But one, maybe the show's not right for you. And two, you have to kind of trust Katie and understand that in an environment like this, promising the rose is supposed to mean something. I mean, whether you think, I think he was just done. I think he, there's an argument to me that he was looking for kind of the, the hole in the relationship. That being said, in the beginning of the episode, I did feel bad for him when he talked about his dad. I don't know what that's like. And I was shocked when Katie didn't like reciprocate. So I totally see both sides. I wanted to, before we go read a few bachelor nation reactions, because people are very split about this. Um, this was Kayla Quinn, who was on Ben Higgins season. She's very team Greg. She said, it wasn't about what place he was in. It wasn't about the bachelor. It wasn't about the Rose. It was about his heart. Tonight's episode will go down in history is the best episode ever because it's a little reminder that real love isn't about playing games or following the rules. Real love doesn't hold back. Then you had, I don't agree with best episode ever, but carry on. I don't either. Then you had Wells who was on Nick Files podcast and he said that he felt like Katie gave a lot of positive affirmation to Greg more so than anybody else thus far on the show. And he said, what annoyed me about Greg that he didn't understand how the show works. I blame Ben Higgins for this because of all the sudden change in the script, changing the script on everyone and telling people willingly that he loves them. That screws up everything because then you don't have normal beats of the show. Then if he gives it, it makes it so you can end the show early for all of Greg's faults in this. He should have given her a little bit more grace in the whole situation. Blake Hortzman, who was runner up on Becca Kufrin season, gave a similar take. He said, she's giving you as much as she can to try and respect the other men. She's not saying I love you, um, but this is the most I've seen a bachelor give a contestant before the end. You've got to remember how hard this is for Katie too. He's making points, but he's not doing it in the right way. This guy from Hannah Brown season, Luke Stone, this was a hot take. I'm getting the strong vibe that Greg is sabotaging this on purpose. If you aren't into her, be a man and tell her you want out rather than gaslighting the situation. My theory, Greg got further than he expected slash wanted and pushed the eject button real quick. Um, and Caitlin Bristow tweeting that there will be more at after the final rose because um, I think they taped it already. Um, Andrew Spencer, who was from this season, Andrew S. I just liked this because he knows both of them. And he tweeted, I care for Katie and Greg very much. Their love was so real. Hate to see Katie like that. Most important, hope they get to smooth things over. They're two very good humans with a lot of great moments together. So do you have a prediction on how this After the Final Rose is going to go? Because based on the gaslighting meme, I think that she's still going to go in on Greg when she sees him in person. I don't think this is going to be a friendly, let's agree to disagree. I think it's going to be a little bit more Andy Dorfman, Nick Vile vibes, um, Rachel um, and Peter Krause vibes. Like, I think it's going to be hostile between the two of them for sure. Oh, I mean, based on her social media activity, she's going to go in on him. And I mean, if it has already taped by now, if it hadn't been taped and she saw everything on social media last night, I think she would have even been even more gassed up. I mean, she knows how she feels. She's like has a strong head on her shoulders. I think she's going to be really, really, um, really upset. And she's going to knock. She's not going to be afraid to show it. We might not see as emotional version of him. I think he's also going to be mad, too. I think it's going to be like really bad. And in a way that might be like hard to watch. I think so too. It might be kind of cringe. There's also something to be said for like, will her, you know, winner, whether it's Blake more likely than not, or it could be no one. I don't know if it's Blake. Will he, you know, be, be also be mad at Greg. Will he get worked up? 
talking to him about it? Or will he be upset with Katie for being so emotional about Greg? That's a whole other element. How will this affect her future relationship with whoever it is? Um, again, I don't believe anything that says Greg comes back just because he left very, you know, intensely and seemed, you know, they showed like a van in the promo, but they also didn't show like a ring or anything else. So it's very up for interpretation what will happen. Um, I also just want to throw out the Michael A of it all because he's been leaving these flirty comments on Katie's Instagram. I don't know if you saw this. Um, maybe he knows something we don't know that it ends maybe a little more open-ended and he's kind of keep the door open, even though she kind of shut that down. And after the final rose, he left that lingerie photo she posted. He commented like, I wish I could write what I, what I really want to, but I can't or something with like fire emojis. And then he also commented like green is her color on another picture of her. The lingerie photo comment has been deleted unclear by who. Um, yeah, a lot of the comments were mad about that, like flame emoji, like all his flirty comment, because if she is engaged, then it's like kind of disrespectful. Um, but who knows? Like, that's also like a very like that could be like a mini little spoiler in there. But like, what would how would he know anything either? So who knows? Yeah, but maybe he's just like hoping that she's single and he's keeping his throwing a kick. I don't know, shooting his shot because um, he also was on this podcast called Three Things to Know with Stephanie Haney. I don't even know what that is, but um, he said and he talked about that moment when Caitlin brought up if you still have feelings for her at AFR. I mean, at a mental all. And he said, it would have been easy for me to say, you know, watching this back, all those feelings are gone. I'm happy for her and give some polished answer, but I really can't detach myself that quickly. So when I said I still have feelings for her, that was very much real. Now, Caitlin kind of threw me under the bus here because I believe Katie is totally happy. As long as she's happy, I'm cool. But even if Katie did want to leave with me, she couldn't say that on TV because there are still two more episodes left. So it was a lose-lose situation. Just thought that was interesting um, to point out. Also, Someone, Katie tweeted, if you think Blake's sister is brutally honest, just wait until the season finale. And somebody responded, Katie, stop spoiling. And she said, we know there's a finale. Shit is about to get real. So I don't know if Blake's sister comes back or if she means like her family is right. even more intense than her than Blake's sister. I don't know. That could have had multiple meanings. I was thinking about that. Like, is Blake's sister going to step in being like, are you guys serious right now? They're actually going to get engaged. Or maybe she's just talking about being brutally honest in general and that right. if people were shook by that, then they'll be really shook by what's to come. But no, I'm excited. Like I haven't been excited for a finale or an after the final rose in a while. And I think it's going to be really crazy. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's kind of been a rough season, not necessarily my favorite, but this, this episode was, even though it was like, like the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh my God, I, I literally ordered wine to watch it for the second time. Like I didn't have any alcohol in my house. And I was like, I don't, I need to watch this again to keep my notes and really get it, take it in. Um, but I needed wine to do it the second time. Say whatever that says about me. And finally, before we go, I know this has been a long one because there was so much talk about Caitlin and Tasha will be back for Michelle Young season of the bachelorette. You know, there's been some criticism of people thinking they're not the best, maybe not supernatural in front of the camera in their like hosting duty ways. But I think everyone can agree watching Caitlin comfort Katie on this episode. I mean, you're not watching Chris Harrison, like speak to people through the door. It's just not happening. Yeah. I think that was like genuine. Who knows if someone even had said to her like, Oh, you should go talk to her. Like, I think that she probably was aware of something going on or at least got like tipped off that it was going on. And that was like her real self going there, not like hosting duties. That was like her being like, all right, I've been this through this before. I know how hard it is. Let me try to give like my own real life experience through it and tell her, or it was just like an instinct to go running over there. But yeah, that was genuine. And when Katie actually opened the door and like she went in, like that she was shut like, it behind her to be like, not her, like that in. was something I could totally see happening with like my friends or something like that. Like it was a real moment. And I think it was 
refreshing to see like Chris Harrison. I do. I did like Chris Harrison as a host, but in a situation like that, he was a robot. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, you know, say what you want about the Chris Harrison situation. I, I totally understand why ABC did what they did, but I also don't know if it was necessarily fair. I see both sides of that. Um, but I think it, it's hard to deny that there should have, you know, maybe been someone like that always for these people the lead because especially a female lead, I think there's something to be said for that bond. So it'll be really interesting to see what they do for the next bachelor season. Cause I think maybe it would make more sense to have a a past bachelor be the guide and maybe keep doing it that way. um, Versus Caitlin and Tisha doing that. But I think they'll be great with Michelle and they'll probably be even more loose and comfortable um, because now they've done it before and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And I think it would have been too much change to, to switch it up again. So Wow, um, we did it. Hopefully we didn't offend anyone. We're just trying to break it all down on Here for the Right Reasons. Feel free to keep DMing me your hot takes on Greg. People have opinions um, and I can't wait to hear them and find out what happens next week on Katie's three-hour finale. We'll be breaking it all down on Here for the Right Reasons. 